Solen lyser från en klarblå himmel över Folgers Park i Washington D.C. där trädens löv just håller på att ändra färg från gröna till orangea och gula. Den vackra oktoberdagen skaver en aning mot alla de tiotusentals urkinniga kvinnor och en del män som samlats i parken den här dagen för att delta i Women's March och för att protestera mot högsta domstolens beslut några månader tidigare att upphäva den grundlagsskyddade aborträtten. Något som lett till att abort är förbjudet i 18 delstater för tillfället. Och att var tredje kvinna i fertil ålder alltså saknar tillgång till laglig och säker abort. På scenen står hbtq-komikern och skådespelerskan Lia Delaria, känd från bland annat tv-serien Orange is the New Black och eldar under den bubblande vreden. The singer, songwriter, producer, advocate and a dear friend to the Women's March, Milk, who will be kicking off today's program by performing her iconic protest song, Quiet. Give it up for Milk! Mm, put on your face No Sångerskan Milk börjar sjunga sin låt Quiet som numera blivit den officiella protestsången för Women's March sedan hon sjöng den där första gången 2017. Då samlades miljoner människor över USA i en historisk protest mot det hot som den nyblivna presidenten Donald Trump ansågs utgöra mot reproduktiva och mänskliga rättigheter. Det kommer att bli den största enskilda protestdagen i USAs historia. Ett av Trumps löften när han tillträdde som president var att försöka upphäva aborträtten genom att tillsätta konservativa domare i högsta domstolen. If that would happen because I am pro-life and I will be appointing pro-life judges, I would think that that will go back to the individual states. But I'm asking you specifically, would you If like If they to... overturned it, it'll go back to the states. But what I'm asking you, sir, is do you want to see the court overturn? You just said you want to see the court protect the Second Amendment. Do you want to see the court overturn Roe v. Well, if we put another two or perhaps three justices on, that's really what's going to be... Ha- that will happen. And that'll happen automatically, in my opinion, because I am putting pro-life justices on the court. I will say this, it will go back to the states, and the states will then make a determination. Och den 24 juni 2022 hände det som många befarat alltid sedan Trump tillträdde som president. 
Högsta domstolen beslutade att bortse från det gamla prejudikatet Roe versus Wade och därmed blev det, precis som Trump ville, upp till de enskilda delstaterna att själva bestämma huruvida abort skulle vara lagligt eller inte. Nancy Pelosi, talman i representanthuset, hade svårt att hålla tillbaka tårarna när hon kommenterade beslutet. It's a slap in the face to women about using their own judgment. This is deadly serious. But we are not going to let this pass. A woman's right to choose reproductive freedom is on the ballot in November. Och nuvarande president Joe Biden menade att det var en sorgens dag för domstolen och för landet. Today the Supreme Court of the United States expressly took away a constitutional right from the American people that it had already recognized. They didn't limit it, they simply took it away. It's a sad day for the court and for the country. Vi vägrar gå bakåt skanderar kvinnor i Folgers Park lördag den 8 oktober. Dan The Women's March anordnas för femte året i rad. Och jag går fram till en kvinna som presenterar sig som Jane och frågar vad det står på hennes skylt. It says I can't talk right now, I'm doing feminist shit. So why are you here today? Because I don't think anybody should be able to tell me what I can do with my body. You know, so that there's no illegal abortions risking women's lives and impoverished women aren't, you know, dying because they're having abortions illegally. It is a war on, on impoverished as well. So poor people have abortions. The rich will always be able to have abortions. It's the poor women in, in, in marginalized communities, people of color that are going to be, you know, forced to have illegal, unsafe abortions. And that's that's. That's a big thing. Yeah. It's huge. So what were your feelings and thoughts when you heard that the Supreme Court uh, overturned Roe versus Wade? I was terrified. It's terrifying because this is a first step in a war against women. So they first tell you this and then what else are they going to tell you? You know, to look at what's happening in Iran. They 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 started telling women how they could dress and 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 now look where they're at. So this is a first step on on taking back more rights. It doesn't stop with abortion. It keeps going. It keeps going. Några meter längre bort står Marsha som menar att lagen nu reducerar kvinnor till barnafödande boskap. My sign says we are not your breeding stock. Help us. Move. <laughs> What does that mean? Why have you put those words? Because if we have less rights than cattle about our breeding, then how? what are we besides livestock? I'm from Arkansas, where they say if you're bleeding, you're breeding. What does that mean? It means as soon as you have your first period, you are fair game for any male that decides they want to bag you. So when I went through high school, not a single one of my friends graduated without being pregnant. I was the only one that graduated high school without being pregnant. And I watched them get trapped in their lives because they couldn't access the health care that would have allowed them to not be bleeding and breeding. 
<laughs> and, and my daughter's never going to be forced to have her rapist baby. We actually live on a boat now and we're leaving the country. We're leaving. <laughs> we might come back after 2024, depending on how the elections turn out. But for the most part, we're, uh, we're leaving. Pro-life is a lie. You don't care if people die. Lite längre bort på gräsmattan sitter en äldre kvinna i en rullstol med ett handmålat plakat i sitt knä. Could you tell me what's, what your sign is saying? Uh, one sign is saying 80-year-old grandmother marching for her granddaughters. And this sign says shame on you Kavanaugh and Gorsh. You assured the American people that Roe versus Wade was settled legal precedent. Could you tell me why you are why you wrote these words? Uh, because uh, that's a big. Or- I mean, it's been 50 years, uh, and I'm extremely angry at those two people because they gave the impression they wouldn't do this. And you are a grandmother marching yes. for your granddaughters. Yes, yes, my granddaughters. Yeah. What were your feelings and thoughts when you heard about the Supreme Court word overturning? Oh, yeah. Cried, I cried a lot and anger. Yes, yes, yes. But uh, hopefully, women will show up in November and vote. And we're from Michigan; it's on the ballot. So hopefully, people vote yes. So are you the granddaughters? Yes, we are. So what does your sign says? Mine says, "Stop talking about my vagina, perverts." <laughs> Because everybody seems to have their their business in my pants. You can only ban safe abortions. Because it's true. Yeah. People will always have to do what they have to do with their own bodies and make medical decisions for themselves and for their families, and that's their business, not mine. What were your thoughts and feelings when you heard that the Supreme Court were overturning? I mean, it was, like, terrifying, honestly. I'm lucky enough to live in a state and to have a family and a support system that if I needed an abortion, I could get one safely. But my heart breaks for all of the women out there who don't have that option, for women who are in poverty, for women who don't have a support system, women who live in the southern states. Like, it's... My heart breaks for them because, and I want to do anything I can to help them, which is why I'm here. Tessie berättar att hon valde bort de delstater där aborträtten var hotad när hon skulle välja college. Och det visade sig vara en hel del, så valmöjligheterna blev plötsligt betydligt mer begränsade än vad hon trott. Um, I mean, I know even before the band was overturned when I was applying for colleges a couple years ago, my mom said I couldn't apply to anywhere that has like a fetal heartbeat law and that ruined like or that cut out so many states. Like it's it's sad. Like it's crazy. I mean, my friends that go to school in the south, they would have if they had an issue, they'd have to come up all the way, like drive 11 hours. Like it's just it's so scary. And what does your sign say? So bad even the introverts are here. <laughs> are you introvert? Yes. <laughs> Still you came out here. That's right. That's how important it is and it's good that everybody's coming out of their houses for it. I think for me I have I have mothers, I have daughters, I have sisters, I have best friends and knowing that they're in a situation where they're being considered as second class citizens is completely unconstitutional. And it's a taking away of their rights. And if you allow this to happen, then you're just opening the door to other rights being removed. 
So we have to band together. We have to come together. We have to look at all our similarities rather than our differences. And we have to do something about it. So that's what we're doing. En av de organisationer som jobbat längst med sexuella och reproduktiva rättigheter är Planned Parenthood Federation of America. De har funnits sedan 1916 och har cirka 800 egna kliniker runt om i USA där man kan göra såväl abort som få preventivmedel eller testa sig och få behandling mot sexuellt överförbara sjukdomar. Dagen innan Women's March träffar jag Jante Metzger på deras kontor i ett höghus på Vermont Avenue i Washington. Hon är chef för deras lobbyarbete gentemot offentlig verksamhet och berättar att även om de visste vad som var på gång så har ändå högsta domstolens beslut inneburit en tid av förvirring och utmaningar för deras kliniker. It's been really devastating and it's been very swift and immediate in many places. Um, so, you know, right now we have health centers. Um, luckily, no Planned Parenthood health centers have closed because of this, because our health centers provide um, comprehensive care. So they do STI testing um, and a host of other reproductive health care um, issues, so not just abortion. So none of them have closed, um, but, you know, it's been call centers turning into crisis hotlines. It's been people calling in devastation saying, I don't know what to do. And then um, and then our um, nurses and other staffers having to turn into travel agents and helping to direct patients out of states. Um, it's been very confusing and chaotic. And in many states, because we're challenging the bans, there have been, there's been a lot of back and forth. So mm-hmm. one day abortion is legal, the next day it's not legal. And so, and people plan their lives around this. And so it's been very, very challenging. This is what we knew what we were going to see. And Texas, of course, banned abortion about a year ago. So Texas was a, a preview for what, what to come, what, what we were expecting to come. And it's sort of played out exactly as we thought it would. We've been saying that this is what would happen and it's happened. USA är splittrat när det gäller ekonomiska förutsättningar. Och skillnaden mellan fattiga och rika är enorma. Redan innan coronaepidemin levde mer än 20 miljoner amerikaner i extrem fattigdom och uppemot 38 miljoner människor räknas som fattiga. Något som innebär att långt ifrån alla har råd att resa till en grannstat för att göra bort eftersom det är en resa som kan kosta flera tusen kronor beroende på varifrån du reser. Utöver det tillkommer hotellkostnader och mat samt själva aborten som kan kosta upp emot 5000 kronor. Yes, I mean there are a lot of costs, you know, it's it's gas money and gas prices were very high um a few months ago, so there's gas money. Um, many people who seek abortion also already have kids, so it's getting childcare for your kids, it's taking time off work. Um, and then it's you know paying for the actual procedure itself um, or the medication itself, which is a whole other thing. And you know, for many people, if you can't afford the trip, like you can't afford the abortion, so that's another piece of this. Um, and you know, it's also just getting the support system that you need in place. You know, some people they they don't have a big support system to help them. You know, drive the car. Um, and for some procedures, you can't go back home right away. So that's lodging costs, food costs from being away from home. So these things just stack up. And so for many people, it's 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 inaccessible. You know, you tell them you need to go to this state to get your abortion. It's like saying you have to go to space. You have to go to Mars. Like it's just so impossible for them because of the way that their lives are structured. They they just cannot afford to take that time off work. And they can't afford a child either, but that's what they're stuck with doing. Mm. 
Och det är de redan utsatta och fattiga som drabbas hårdast, berättar Jante Metzger och lägger till att mödradödligheten som redan är högre för svarta kvinnor ökar när det inte finns tillgång till lagliga bort. So yes, it's going to be black, Latino, indigenous people, it's going to be LGBTQ people, people in rural areas, people with disabilities, immigrants. Like those are the ones who already have the hardest time accessing any type of healthcare who will be impacted by this. And you know, we also know that abortion rates um, are impacted by maternal mortality, which is another big issue in the United States. And it's for those same groups for black women especially that they're more more likely to die in childbirth. But you know, we have these laws that are mandating that you have to force forced birth laws and so you're they're putting their lives at further risk so it's it's definitely um and those are the people who also because of racism and structural inequities already um live at the margins of society and this is just another layer um because you're right you know wealthy white people will always have access to abortion they can always get it um and but it's 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 those who don't have that that access who um often seek it out the most because of again structural inequalities um that will be most affected and that already are being most affected det har gått tre månader sedan högsta domstolen möjliggjorde för delstater att kriminalisera borträtten. Och på den tiden har redan ett antal fruktansvärda historier blivit offentliga om de konsekvenser som förbudet fått för kvinnor. Kvinnor som fått blodförgiftning på grund av att läkare inte vågat avbryta graviditeten av rädsla för rättsliga påföljder. Eller en våldtagna tioåringen i Ohio som förvägrades abort i flera veckor innan hon till slut skickades till en grannstat. Och historierna fortsätter att komma, säger Jante Metzger. Yeah, it's been it's been about three months since Roe was overturned, and yeah, we've heard really horrifying stories. There's stories of women being forced to carry a fetus that they know is dead because um, in the state that they live in, abortion is banned. And the doctors are telling them, you need to get more sick, you need to go into sepsis, basically, before we can pre- perform this procedure because we don't want any legal liability. Because doctors, in many cases, are being criminalized. You know, They could go to jail for giving an abortion. Um, so they're very cautious about what to do, understandably, because they don't want to go to prison for providing health care. So that was, um, that's some situations we've heard. But also, you know, there, there was also that case of the 10-year-old old um, um, in, in Ohio where abortion was banned at the time who you know was raped and a victim of um, sexual assault and couldn't get an abortion in her state so she had to travel to Indiana to get an abortion at 10 years old because her state was forcing her at 10 she is a child to carry a child herself um, so these stories are going to keep happening and it, it also goes beyond abortion you know because many um, some of the pills that are the medication that are used to treat things like rheumatoid arthritis or ulcers those things can also um, you know abort abort a fetus and so there was a 14 year old girl who she has an autoimmune disease she's trying to get um she's trying to get her medication as she usually does but the doc the, the pharmacist was scared to give it to her because it also is used to treat ectopic pregnancies and so she can't get her medication because of an abortion ban even though she's not even pregnant so it goes this affects the entire healthcare system and this is what happens when you have politicians who don't understand how healthcare works making laws that ban people's bodily autonomy and it's going to keep happening and we're going to keep doing we can't apply parenthood but people are finally maybe understanding the real um far-reaching implications of banning abortion the reality is that when half the country bans abortion the other half cannot absorb that like that's that's literally impossible that's a huge healthcare crisis and that's what we're facing right now so it's yeah this is just the beginning you know they're coming for everything and so as a as a woman as a as a black woman um who's 
you know, body has been subject to scrutiny for for centuries. It's just really important that people like me and people in general, you know, have full control over their lives, that they have self-determination, that they can make choices based on what is best for themselves, their families, and their futures. Um, and so it's, yes, it's personal. And, and you know, as a Black woman, your body is, is political in many ways, but it's still, it's, it's important that we make sure that, that we are not subject to these laws that tell us what we can and cannot do. So um, that's why I'm in this fight, and that's why I hope, and that's why I, a lot of people are in this fight, and, and I'm optimistic that, you know, we will in the long run do what we need to do to, to get us back to where we were. But it, it's going to be a long fight, for sure. Tillbaka till Fulgers Park i Washington och Women's March där jag träffar 71-åriga Julia som bär en skylt med texten Same shit, different century. It says same, same shit, different century. So we're just seeing history repeat itself over and over again. If we're all of a, a lot of people here of my age. So How old are you? I'm 71. It feels like we are just going backwards as a country here. I mean, I have a 26-year-old daughter who um, informed me that she's getting sterilized because she's afraid. You know, you always have to ask the question as to what's next. What are they coming for next? And that's the frightening part. I will never have an abortion. I've had a hysterectomy. I'm 71. I'm a lesbian. But if you don't look right and left and see what's going on in this world, nothing gets changed. Well, I understood it as uh, the Supreme Court are already talking about um, same-sex marriage uh, bans and so on. So, yeah. I mean, they are already planning it. Yes, and it's always been about that. It's always been about chipping away at the rights that we have. Um, instead of spending their money on poverty in this country and... Um, Uh, you know, people who are not educated, you know, and getting these kids education and healthcare and all that stuff. This is what we spend our money on. They're just out of touch and it's all about power and it's all about control and it really does feel like we're going backwards. Could you tell me what, uh, what it says on your sign? It says, I was 10 years old when I got my first period. Would I have been a good mother? Could you tell me why you wrote it? What, what you would like to say with that? I'm from Ohio, where abortion access was denied to a 10-year-old child who was raped. And I have an 8-year-old daughter. The thought that she might suffer a similar fate, really, it gets me emotional. Yeah. And um, I'm here to fight for her rights as well as my own. So you have driven here or came here all the way from Ohio? Yes, yes. It took us about six hours to get here. And uh, I think it's worth it. So what were you feelings when you heard about uh, the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade? I was sick to my stomach. I have needed abortion access in my lifetime. 
and I know that many, many women will. The fact that it can now be denied to us based on religious feelings that may not align with my own is absolutely sickening when we supposedly live in a country with religious freedom. For me to get here, it was probably about $200, $300. I really haven't kept track. So this would absolutely be denied to people who are in a lower income class. And having grown up in poverty myself, I know that it would have been denied to both myself and my mother, especially if I had been in the place of that 10-year-old child. Could you tell me what it says on your sign? Oh, it says, my femininity makes me badass. Could you tell me why you wrote it? As a black woman, it's even more important. I feel that I need to be here. The the reversal of of this particular, um, of this decision impacts people of color improportionally. in terms of access to the correct health care, um, even the, just the social implications of lower income uh, folks that have to struggle every day. This is just an additional, um, this is, a, I'm, 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 I'm getting so upset. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it's an additional burden on a community that's still striving for just their normal rights. And um, I know the impact that this is going to have to people, disproportionately to people of color. So that's why I'm here. Folks are going to make very dangerous decisions and go underground, uh, frequent, frequenting places that you wouldn't want anyone to go to. So. That, I believe, is a more feasible outlook for people who don't have much to uh, lean on economically. It's just, it blows my mind that we are here in 2022. So, do you remember what your thoughts and feelings were the day you heard about that the Supreme Court were overturning? I cried. (laughs) And it has nothing to do with me. You know, I'm 50 years old, but I cried because... I see this as a milestone or one of the milestones that, you know, my ancestors, the ancestors of all these folks here, generations of folks have, have, have built slowly just crumbling down. And I don't know what's on the other side of this, whether or not this is just going to get worse. It seems like it will be. So. The Green Wave showed us how legal abortion nationwide now. Vid en av parkens utgångar möter jag Sam Goldman som delar ut den karaktäristiska gröna skarfen och informationsbroschyrer om The Green Wave, Latinamerikas framgångsrika feministiska rörelse som kämpar för såväl aborträtten som mot mäns våld mot kvinnor. Sam Goldman är grönsminkad och menar att kvinnor i USA måste ta efter och lära sig av sina systrar i Latinamerika. I am an organizer with riseupforabortionrights.org and right now women's lives are in a state of emergency. And we are saying that a blue wave is not enough. We need to look to our sisters in Latin America. 
who who ha through their heroic actions in the streets up against all all the odds of living in deeply patriarchal countries took to the streets and demanded that not one more girl not one more woman be imprisoned for a miscarriage for inducing their own abortion and that we in this country get in the streets and demand legal abortion on demand with apology nationwide and nothing less the dream Sam Goldman är inte den enda som tycker att USAs feminister borde inspireras och ta lärdom av Latinamerikas feministiska rörelse. En som är inne på samma spår är Giselle Carino. Yes, hello. My name is Giselle Carino. I am a feminist activist from Argentina. Ordförande för FOSS Feminista som är en internationell paraplyorganisation för cirka 170 olika feministiska organisationer runt om i världen som jobbar med sexuella och reproduktiva rättigheter. Jag får tag i Giselle Carino via Skype på hennes huvudkontor i New York och hon berättar att Fossfeminista strax efter upphävandet av Roe vs Wade fick massa samtal från amerikanska organisationer som plötsligt ville veta mer om The Green Waves framgångsrika strategier och metoder. Yes, we, we received immediately um, a lot of calls from organizations in the US from domestic organizations that want to exchange and learn together with people around the world all of a sudden it became a reality that um, you know we needed to be better connected around the world to share our learnings to share our methods of resistance to share solidarity you know um, many organizations reaching out about the green wave and you know and can we connect and can we use uh, can we have dialogue so we use the green handkerchief so understanding that the US is part of the world in ways in which um, didn't necessarily happen before and that everything and at the same time a notion from from groups on the ground on other countries that um, you know what happens in the US affects us everywhere So I think we are beginning to understand around I think the uh, the decision in the US really made it very clear that we are a world that is connected deeply connected right and and definitely what happens here will will have an impact will make no doubt our work much more difficult because the opposition will have received a signal that this is uh, the direction in which uh, the country the US is going and there'll be resources will be pushed in that direction and they'll have more power for sure. Det som händer i USA påverkar resten av världen säger Giselle Carino som också tror att deras arbete kommer bli svårare nu då motståndarna fått en signal om vilken riktning USA är på väg att ta. Argentinas kamp för laglig och säker abort pågick i flera decennier och Giselle Carino förklarar att uppgiften som nu väntar USAs feministiska rörelse är enorm och kommer ta lång tid. Så det gäller att folk orkar hålla i och hålla ut. Um, so I think that's my, my biggest fear, that people get uh, tired. If people got tired halfway through the process in Argentina, uh, we wouldn't have had um, not just uh, a law but a movement. I am concerned about the fact that it's a long, long fight, we know that. We know that by experience and we know that by the analysis of, of the context in the U.S. 
and uh, you need to you need to build build out the work and sustain it over time. We learned that we cannot um, that our gains are fragile. That uh, we uh, even you know fifty uh, year old decisions like in the US can be overturned. That the work doesn't end with the decisions. That uh, the civil society has a critical role to play in calling out when uh, governments fail in supporting, you know, the the process of access in all shapes or forms, like the abortion funds, like supporting people to travel. So the task is immense. It's immense and it's long term. Mm-hmm. And I know it's not what uh, some folks would like to hear, but even when we win. We have to keep supporting those processes because our gains are fragile. Utanför Capitolium skingras så småningom folkmassorna från Women's March för den här gången. Men alla åker inte hem. När skymningen fallit över Washington DC samlas en grupp som kallar sig Our Rights DC i den angränsande förorten Chevy Chase i Maryland. Här är villorna enorma, välskötta och dyra. Och i en av dem bor domaren Brett Kavanaugh med sin familj. I'm I'm Sadie. Um, I'm one of our uh, organizers, and um, we are our rights DC. Um, we take direct sustained actions. Uh, we protest. We take direct actions um, to hold powerful people accountable, and uh, we, we march for human rights currently in the neighborhoods of the SCOTUS justices. Sometimes that's a march. Sometimes it's a rally. Um, sometimes we're doing something disruptive to stop business as usual to get a message out to certain people. And where are we tonight? Tonight we're at Brett Kavanaugh's house. Why? Because Brett Kavanaugh is on the Supreme Court. Um, so, you know, the Supreme Court was barricaded for a long time in the beginning. And they also, they don't hear us out there. Um, so we come here directly to tell them directly what the American people think of their decisions. And not only that, but the fact that they have a lot of um, problems in their own lives that make it so we don't see them as fit to be on the Supreme Court. Uh, and we make that very apparent as well. I 20 veckor har Our Rights protesterat utanför hemmen till högsta domstolens fem konservativa domare. En kväll för varje domare, alltså fem kvällar varje vecka sedan i maj. Just den här kvällen har gruppen delat upp sig för att protestera samtidigt utanför varje domare, så de är färre än vanligt, ungefär ett tiotal personer i olika åldrar. När Sadie har hållit en kort praktisk genomgång är det dags. If the police uh, want to talk to you, tell them to talk to me. They know who I am. My name is Sadie. You can tell them that. A rapist should not rule the court. A rapist should not rule the court. De börjar gå längs med gatan ner mot Brett Kavanaughs villa. A rapist should not rule the court. På gräsmattan utanför den upplysta villan står sju uniformerade och beväpnade poliser uppställda på en rad, flankerade av tre US Marshals. The US Marshals are there for are specifically there for Supreme Court security. The yeah, they're not there for um and then you have the uh 
and then the police are there for like you know like like noise and stuff like that. I'm sure we're costing these counties a lot of money, <laughs> but yeah. Rise yeah. Up, enjoy the fight. Abortion is a human right. Rise up and join the fight. Abortion is a human right. Rise up and join the fight. Abortion is a human right. Abortion is a human right. Abortion is a human right. And the police has never been like violent or anything. Not with us yet, but that, I mean, we don't trust the police. Uh, we don't. We don't work with the police. <laughs> we expect at any at any given time the police can turn on you. So, um, you know, we keep each other safe. Yeah. Even week to week, it's erratic. Yeah. There's different people in charge with different styles, different assumptions, different yeah. ideas of what the noise level is. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, our protests don't change, but the way we're treated by police do, which is just very telling about how arbitrary it is. Yeah. I huset mitt emot har grannarna kommit ut och slagit sig ner på verandan med chipskålar och bubbel. De tittar intresserat på protesttåget som går fram och tillbaka på trottoaren utanför Kavanaughs villa. Kanske hoppas de att någon slags dramatik ska uppstå, men polisen gör ingen insats att ingripa så länge demonstranterna följer reglerna om att hålla sig på trottoaren och inte vara allt för högljudda. No peace for you. No abortions for us. No peace for you. No rights for us. No peace for you. This is what democracy looks like. This is what community looks like. This is what democracy looks like. Went down to the rich man's house Klockan har blivit nio på kvällen och höstmörkret har lagt sig över det exklusiva villaområdet Chevy Chase i Maryland. In i Brett Kavanaughs villa lyser lamporna i fönstren och om det inte var för poliserna utanför skulle det se riktigt hemtrevligt ut. En lång dag som började på förmiddagen i Folgers Park med Women's March är på väg att ta slut. Och alla på plats är mer än trötta. På väg tillbaka ser jag att flera villorna vi passerar har skyltar i sina gräsmattor där det står Chevy Chasers Pro-Choice, vilket blir en illustration av det absurda tillstånd som USA just nu befinner sig i. Där majoriteten av befolkningen faktiskt är för laglig och säkra bort. Men där en liten klick konservativa domare i högsta domstolen, närmare bestämt fem stycken, fattat ett ödesdigert beslut som kommer påverka och riskera miljoner amerikanska kvinnors liv och hälsa för en lång tid framöver. Du har lyssnat på Body Rights, en podd från RFSU. Det här var första delen av fyra i en serie om abortkampen i USA. I nästa avsnitt får du bland annat följa med på abortkarneval utanför St. Patrick's Cathedral på Manhattan i New York. Jag som har gjort det här programmet heter Maria Sveland. We